Good morning. On this Monday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought, and for the Imagination. Today we're going to pick up in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 26 and 27 onward. We had left off yesterday talking about the individual that had received one talent. We had mentioned about the quantity that he had actually received in today's amount, if the highest numbers were actually used uh, for the weight of a talent and if it was gold. But uh, anyway, the response of the master towards this individual was, And his Lord answered him and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I have sowed not, and gather where I have strawed not. Now, the attitude that this man had towards his master was one of that he was shrewd, he was a store, uh, he was rough, he was tough. Uh, it, it, it was one that he had identified with him totally wrong. In other words, there was truly no relationship there that was worthy of that accusation, yet that is exactly how this man uh, responded to his master. In likewise terms, his master responded to him. It says, Thou oughtst therefore, in other words, if you knew that I'm that type of an individual, then you should have put my money in the in the in the bank in uh, with the exchangers. You should have put it somewhere where it could have been lent out and it could have learned uh it could have earned interest. Thou ought therefore to have put my money, my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with interest. So the Lord of this individual says, Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten. And the reason for this is because that individual was able to increase the highest amount from what he had received. And it says in the next uh, section of the verse, and he shall have abundance, but from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. And that is the failure of an individual that is not serving his master to his full capacity. You're only responsible for what is given to you. You're not responsible for anything above and beyond that. Just what talent you were given. But this individual refused to even put that into work. Remember, God is the provider. God is good. What God gave these individuals was not just anything. It was a talent. A talent, as we said yesterday could be as much as 200 pounds of, and it could have been a talent of gold like David when he uh, had taken of the gold and the silver and the things that he had received during the time that he was king and he separated talents of gold and talents of silver for the building of the, of the, of the temple, which would have amounted to massive, massive amounts of, uh, of gold. And in today's, uh, price range or today's cost would have been actually uh, a very large amount, very large amount. 
So that servant then has what he had, not only taken away, he lost what he had. The scripture identifies an individual in the in the book of Ezekiel, the book of Jeremiah, one that is responsible for his uh, brother, uh, his neighbor, concerning the gospel, that they should know, that they should understand that salvation has been provided for them. And if one refuses to warn them and to give them a warning and to heed what God has prepared for them, then it says that you know we are we are responsible for their their blood but it also talks about a righteous man that has done and lived and done many good things but then basically he turns his life back to a life of sinfulness that he loses everything that he had done unto the lord but if he comes back then he regains so this basically goes to show that many people will lose everything that they have worked for simply because they did not want to continue. But of course, this man, he hadn't, he hadn't sinned in the way that we think and that he was out there with gross negligence, uh, committing all kinds of sins against his Lord. He wasn't using his money. He wasn't wasting it. He wasn't exhorting it, extorting it. He just simply refused to put it to work. To bring to his Lord the benefit of what he had lent out to that individual. So that individual then is to be cast and he is considered unprofitable. There the word that is used uh, means He's useless. He's a useless service. Servant, throw him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus' response to money here on this earth, during the time that he walked, when the Roman Empire was in control, was he was asked a question in Matthew 17, 24, 25, and 26. And when they were come to Capernaum, they received <clears throat> to Capernaum, they that received tribute, and basically uh, tribute there was uh, the individuals that received the taxes, they came to Peter and said, "Does your master pay tribute?" And the word there uh, that is used. Uh, Basically, does he pay his debt? And he said, in verse 25, and he saith, And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What do you think, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? In other words, to whom are they getting and uh, receiving this custom and the tribute? Of their own or of strangers? Who are they charging? And Peter says unto him, of strangers. Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. In other words, they don't have to pay, but it's being charged of those that are not involved. 
In verse number 27, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened the mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Take and give unto them for me and for thee. Excuse me. We see here Jesus responds to paying when one needs to pay because there are there are a lot of individuals, both Christians and not non-Christians, that refuse to pay their debts. They will not pay, they will not complete with their due to them. The scripture says, Oh no man anything except to love him, love your neighbor. But let's look at the miracle a little bit. Let's break it down. How the provision was made so that they could accomplish what they needed to accomplish. Jesus said, we don't want to offend them. We, we want to go ahead and do that which literally at that moment was right. It was considered, okay, we're, we're, we're going to do that. But in the past, Jesus and his disciples, and then later on, it's going to happen again, he tells them, cast the nets on the right side. But this time he didn't tell them to use a net. He told them to just use a hook. He was going to go fishing. Why he didn't tell the others and he just told Peter, we're not told why. Maybe at the moment it was just both of them together that were there at that moment. But nevertheless... Notwithstanding, lest they sh that we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up the first fish or the fish that first cometh up. Now, Jesus could have done the impossible. He could have created a coin if necessary. But in today's market, we would call that counterfeiting, you know, making something that... Uh, that we're not supposed to, copying it. But Jesus didn't do that. He told Peter, we're going to use nature. We're going to use what is available and at hand. You have a talent. You have a skill. You have an ability. You've been a fisherman for X number of years or your entire life. Why don't we put that to use? Cast a hook, one hook. Didn't tell him what to use for bait. Cast a hook and take up the first fish. So that means, and we have to look at this uh, uh, with the intention that Jesus was using. If there's a first fish, that means that there was possibility that there was a second, a third, a fourth, and who knows how many more. But he told them, take up the first fish that comes. And when you have opened his mouth, well... Why does he have to open it? Because the hook. Now here's something to consider. Or maybe, is it possible, depending what the hook was made out of, that when he cast it into the sea and the fish ate it, it was converted in the mouth of the fish 
as a miracle. In other words, he took the metal that was in there and changed it. I don't know where that fish went and swallowed that coin. It doesn't say. Of course, they will go after things that are shiny. So he could have uh, basically fallen from somebody in the, wa in the water and it, it could have swallowed it. But nonetheless, the provision for the need was fulfilled. That's the thing we need to look at. He provided by telling one individual, I need you to put your faith in action. We need to not offend them. We need to pay the tribute that they're asking for or that they're charging us. Then let's do this. You go fishing, and the first fish that you pull up, we are going to do this. Open its mouth, and you're going to find a piece of money. Take it and give it unto them for me and for thee. Peter's the one that did the work, but Jesus told him what to do. And the provision was made. Now, in today's uh, society, uh, chances are that God can use just about anything to provide for us, including just canceling the debt. But when we consider the children of Israel as a nation, as a whole, and one individual, okay, we can say, okay, God provided for one person. But how about for an entire nation, all at the same time, a nation that has been in slavery as it has lived there for 400 years, little by little, they've been enslaved and they've been made servants and slaves of another. How can God provide for them? It says in Isaiah 51.10, Art thou not, art thou not, uh, it which has dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, that has made the depths of the sea a way for a ransom to pass over. Now, this would be a description right out of the book of Exodus. Aren't you the one that dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, that you made the depths of the sea a way for the ransomed to pass over? It, 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 he's basically saying, look, you're so great, you're so awesome that you literally dried up the Red Sea in a certain area so far down that you were able to make your people to pass over those that have been ransomed. They had just been bought coming out of Egypt. And he provided for them a way, not for one individual to go fishing, but for an entire nation to be sustained, helped, secured, rescued, and, and literally provided the pr protection from the armies of Pharaoh that were coming against them. All of this simply because he is the one that is able to, in the same sea, provide the piece of money, or in the same sea, open it up, so that they can have a way to go through. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us again on Tuesday. Until then, keep looking up. 
Our redemption draweth near. The Lord bless you. Amen.